Welcome back to fight. Look, this is going to be ending next week. You're like, is it ever going to be done? No, your fight will never end, okay? That's the thing. But we are going to be concluding this series, and I'm excited about our next series. We're going to be talking about gratitude starting November 8th. I think we may even have a slide for that. Do we have one of those? I might have messed them up there. There we go. Gratitude. All right? This is something that we need in our lives, do we not? An attitude of gratitude will change everything, right? Just waking up in the morning and saying, thank you, Lord. It changes everything. So I'm excited about that. November 8th is when we're going to be starting with gratitude, and we're going to finish up fight next week. So I'm, I'm pumped for it. It's just so much material that you needed to hear, uh, that you needed to get into your life, so I didn't want to miss any of it. But out of this will come another series called Mind Games. So watch out. It's going to be on here soon. I'll let you know when that's coming down the pike. All right? So gratitude, November 8th. Today, let's get in to uh, our fight gear part four. This morning we're picking up um, with our second to last installment of the fight series uh, that we've shared over the last weeks together. And uh, we're checking in on a couple more pieces of armor at the end that you'll hear about. Um, but before I do that, just literally a quick recap so we don't spend too much time. Week one, we grew to understand just who our enemy is and how he fights us. And he is our foe, but also it's the person in the mirror, right? Do you remember that? It's not just that guy on the outside, but the one that's in the mirror who we're fighting every day. And we know that the, the devil is just an old toothless lion. Got a loud roar, but no bite. What does he do? He sends us to the little lions that can really hurt us, okay? He's nothing. He is a defeated foe, all right? Week two, we learned of the strength that we possess as one of God's kids. Uh, we know what it means to be strong in his mighty power. And this isn't some one-hit wonder power. You remember that? Rather, a power that is explosive in nature. When it shows up in our lives, um, um, big things happen on a grand scale, not just some fly-by-night little stuff, okay? Big deal stuff. That's the type of power we're talking about. And this is the same power that raised Christ from the dead, okay? This is the power that we possess as believers and that we can dispense as needed as God flows through us, all right? Not no crazy stuff there, just real-life biblical living, okay? That's what it's about. And with this Kratos power in place, uh, we begin in week three to suit up with the full armor of God. As Paul directed in Ephesians 6, we are to start with the belt of truth, which is the word of God, tightly around your waist. Again, you don't want to look like a fool with your pants on the ground, okay? Not good if you're running around with your pants on the ground, all right? You need to have the belt of truth in place, okay? And this is essential to the fight because every other not be able to farmer attaches to it, is directly related to it. And if you do not have your belt on, you will not be able to fight. Again, the breastplate of righteousness will just flap in the wind, and you, then you go up and someone starts trying to hurt you, and they got a little way to get in there. Everything is essential to the Word of God in our life and having that firmly around our lives, making sure, because without it, everything will fall apart, I promise you, okay? From experience. Can I get some amens on that? From experience, life will fall apart if you are not in the Word. It happens to me at least once a week, okay? You got to stay in the word, okay? Week four, we took a look at the breastplate of righteousness. We discussed the reasoning behind uh, this piece of fart, uh, <laughs> fart gear, uh, fight gear. I just finished it. I don't care. Fight gear in our arsenal, okay? I just, I need some Tums. Can I get some Tums? I'm kidding. I'm good. But this is essential to have in our arsenal. We need to make sure that we are protected, that our chest is not uncovered. Why? Remember how the enemy works. He's like that. You ever, you, anybody ever seen kids that throw a ball against the wall? You ever watch that? It's like, you just want to take the ball. But you know what I'm saying by that? You ever been around that kind of stuff? But that's what the enemy does. With that little rock thing, he just sits there and goes, 
keeps trying to test the armor, keeps trying to just keep plucking against the wall, plucking against the chest of who we are. And it's so important for us to have that in place because this is how the enemy works. But when we are are folks that have this in place, we can have this holy confidence as well that we are more than conquerors, that we will make it, right? That he is greater in us, way greater than the enemy that's in this world. We have this this confidence uh, to make it through and it gives us a good attitude. We know that's so important. Okay, especially in my family, because about mm, 75% of us wake up in a bad mood. Okay, I said us, which means me. All right, the attitude is so key up in your household. Okay, and it's so key up in your life to make sure you have a good attitude and you get that through righteousness because it is getting a right standing with him. And when we're in right standing, our minds become clear as well. Our minds become clear, which is so important to have a clear mind. Nothing like laying down at night and going to sleep. Last night didn't happen too well for this guy. The mind wasn't clear. There were so many things running through there. You know that feeling, right? Today's game day. This is a big deal, okay? Pastors, this is when they like love themselves or hate themselves, okay? Monday is when they quit. Sunday is when they shine, okay? This is important. Don't screw it up, big guy. Don't say fart, okay? Jeez. When I was a kid, you know what I'm saying? If you said fart, you were definitely going to hell, okay? But... I am in right standing with him, so I'm good to go, okay? But we have the confidence and the attitude to make it, and that'll help you sleep at night. Week five, peace. Peace. How important is peace in our lives? The shoes of peace. There is nothing more important. When you do lay your head down at night, you sleep in peace, right? It's so important. Ladies, with all the shoes in your closet, you know it is very important to have the right shoes with what you're wearing. Can I get some amens? College students are like, you don't know my struggle, okay? (laughs) All right. But there is nothing like some good shoes, and the shoes of peace is even better because this is the peace that conquers all in life. No matter what it is, whatever comes our way, it is the peace that conquers all. And we had two kinds, peace with God and peace of God, okay? And it's important for us to understand the difference. Peace of God is the kind that stays with us as we journey, okay? That's the kind that stays with us as we journey. When we're at peace with him is when we come into relationship and we understand everything is better. That feeling where you can breathe again. You know what I'm talking about? You can breathe again. That's what the peace brings to our lives and only that comes from him. And we also knew the peace that we get with those super spike heels, right? Heels. Shoes. I'm still thinking of the ladies' closet, all right? Those super spikes so that you have a firm footing that nothing can take. That gives you peace when you fight that you know you will not slip, falter, and fall, that you have a good grip. And also those greaves, remember those, the shin pads, like when you played soccer that protect your legs? That gives you confidence that you can roll with. You'll be fine. You can go through anything. Again, if you know of a toddler and how they kick you in the shin, that can take you down quick, all right? If you've had that, that and Legos, they're of the devil, okay? Um, that will take you down. But if you are covered, you can be confident in your fight, and you will be good to go, okay? And now here we are today getting ready to take a look at a couple more pieces of this full armor. Um, and these, will, these pieces will enable us to fight each and every time, and that's so key for us, as long as we choose again to put it on. Okay, Ephesians 6, 10 through 17, you can read along with me on your screen. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, which means it will come, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And this is where we're going to camp today. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Verse 17, we'll hit on in just a little bit. Take the helmet of salvation as well. Okay, so this morning we're going to take a look and start with this understanding of of taking up the shield of faith, which we can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Okay, now remember this: a quick reminder that the shield and the belt were inseparable linked, inseparably linked together. When you think about that, you could not have the shield; you couldn't have anything basically unless the belt was in place. So, what is the belt again? The Word of God. The word of God has to be firmly in place in your life so that anything else will work. Again, if you have a loose belt even, what happens? Pants on the ground, okay? Pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool. It's on the ground. Thank you. Somebody will help me here this morning. Somebody will help me preach. You're like, that's not preaching. That's sharing kids' songs. Just go with it. It's fun, okay? Just go with it, okay? But Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of God of Christ. So important that we get this faith that we find in the shield by hearing from the word of God. The word of God informs our faith. Again, you can tell the difference when you're in the word or when you're not, right? I know I can. I totally can. There's a distinct difference in my life than when I'm in it and when I'm out of it because everything has changed. My perspective, my outlook, all of that. You know what I'm saying by that? Everything has changed when I'm not in the right place in the word of God. Faith is a result of the impartation of God's word in our hearts. That's where faith comes from. Why? If you've ever read the Bible, you can tell that there's a lot of stories of some normal folks that God did amazing things through, right? You know what I mean by that? Some crazy stuff that you read about, especially Old Testament stories. Those are pretty wild, right? It's like watching the movies, basically, some of the stuff that that happened back then. And then you get into this faith and even crazier stuff, I think, because it's a whole new level of crazy, right? But this faith happens when the word is imparted in our lives. We need the word of God uh, for our faith to function. Without the belt, there will be no shield. Rick Renner says this, The word of God is central and foremost to everything else we have in God. Everything else we have in God. So let's, uh, let's take a look at these shields for just a moment and give you some background. There, I say shields because there's a couple of them. This is a larger shield, but also uh, the Roman soldier would have even a smaller shield. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, and this was something that was more decorative, okay? This was something that was just cute and fun to hang out with or something. That's where they would play ultimate Frisbee with it every so often, okay? Um, it, was, it was multi-purpose, okay? You've got to accessorize properly. Um, but this was a smaller shield that they had. And then there was the large shield as well that they had. The small one was primarily, again, decorative, Uh, And it was a piece of equipment meant for public ceremonies and parades, all right? Uh, But then there was the shield that was as big as a door. You think about it. Now, these, I think, are still a little small uh, in the interpretation of of really what a Roman soldier's shield may have looked like. They were like as big as a door kind of thing. This thing would completely cover you, okay? This was the real deal type of of shield here, okay? And uh, they would completely cover him and, and help him in the midst of the fight. 
The Greek variation used by Paul um, when he was talking about this it, is the faith that, that completely covers you. Not just the small little shield where you're like, tink, tink, or you're marching along kind of thing, all right? Or playing ultimate. But this is the kind of thing that would completely cover you. This is the type of faith we're talking about. Not just a partial covering, but a full covering of faith. Now, the construction of the shield, if you think about it, uh, was, was uh, c- constructed of six layers, six layers of leather, okay? So not just one little metal shield kind of thing, but leather, which I didn't even really think about. I, why would you make something out of leather? You'll hear more later. But one of these six layers, and this was made to be super, super, super strong, okay? Um, can you imagine that, even the weight that could happen with that? Six pieces of leather, and it could be as strong as steel. It was made to be durable and last a very long time, like the faith that God has given us when you think about it. And then there was some shield care. There were some, some ways that you take care of your weapons, right? If you have any weapons, you know what I'm talking about. You have to make sure that they're oiled properly. You have to make sure they're greased. You have to make sure that everything's in working shape, all your springs, all your triggers, all your whatever, or your, your knives are sharp. You see what I'm saying here, right? you got to take care of them. There's some care that goes into them. Listen to this. Each morning, as a Roman soldier would rise from his slumber, he would... He would take a, a, a little bit of a, a small vial of oil and begin to run that oil all over the shield, all over the shield, rubbing it from every single angle. This was so important. This was a daily act because he had to make sure that this shield wouldn't dry out. He had to make sure that it wouldn't crack. Okay? He had to make sure that this was still pliable, okay? something that would function properly. Because again, if it were to crack, he would be open to the attack of the enemy. Okay, do you understand where I'm going here? It was so important for him every single morning when he woke up to take that, that oil and rub it all over his shield to make sure that it was in good shape. Okay, uh, an interesting side note, the shield was constructed of leather um, so that when a, sh- a, a soldier would ready himself for battle, he would also soak his shield in water so that it could extinguish fiery darts or fiery arrows uh, when he was in the midst of his battle. It was essential that these things happened for a soldier, for him to remain safe in the fight, okay, so that he could come out on the end unscathed. Ephesians six sixteen again, I remind you, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. In addition to all this, it's, uh, look at the Greek here. It's this understanding, and the King James even says that above all, it's, uh, it's out in front of you is the Greek, what they're saying. Above all, in front of you, you place this shield, okay? In front of everything is this shield, right? Above all other things, take this shield of faith and put it out in front of you, right? And you have to take it up, uh, and which is so key, day after day after day, rubbing the oil on it, right? Soaking it in the water putting out in front of you to fight, rubbing the oil on it, soaking it in the water, putting it in front of you to go out and fight, rubbing the oil on it, soaking it in water, putting it in front of you to go out and fight every single day. Would you kind of get tired of that? I, I don't like monotony. Anybody with me on this? Sometimes I just want to break out of the system. You know what I'm talking about here? You can't hold me down, man, kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, I'm free! And it's like, no, you're not. You're married with children. <laughs> you're not free at all. <laughs> you're free to go spend some money on uh, taking sure, making sure kids are healthy and happy, okay? You're not free for anything. No, I'm just kidding. But you think about it every single day, the same thing. Why? So that you can live. Because here's the thing. That shield wasn't just for you. It was also for the person beside you, too. Okay? 
you got to understand, there were hinges on these shields that they would hinge into one another. Then you see that picture. If you could go back to it real quick, you can kind of see how those guys are all together. This, again, doesn't give the best depiction, but this is the best that Google could offer, okay? But you see that this understanding that these would interlock. There's even other pictures that the shield would go over top, around, and over every single part, completely protecting the soldiers. It's important for us to put the oil on it, to soak it in water every single day, put it out in front of you, be ready to fight. Because it's not just you, it's also somebody else that God's trying to help. So what does the shield of faith bring to our lives? Just a couple of things. Protection from enemy fire. In addition to all this, again, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of this evil one. Protection from enemy fire. It's so important for us to make sure that we have this type of, this type of protection in place. Let me, let me give you a little bit of history on arrows, okay? A little bit of history on the type of arrows that would have been used during this time uh, when someone was out for the fight. Three different kinds, regular arrows. You're like, well, that's really profound. I know, just bear with me, okay? Regular arrows, arrows dipped in tar. That sounds like fun. And then you dip them in feathers. It looks like a flying chicken, okay? Dipped in tar. And then the third kind of arrows, and this is the, the arrows that we want to camp on. These were the arrows that contained combustible fluids that would burst into flames upon impact. This is the type of arrow that Paul was talking about. Not one that we just like, or even, no. Okay? The type of arrows that when they would hit you, they would blow up. See, these guys were really, really smart, though. They would have all types of arrows. Do you know what I'm saying there? So people could be encamped, and they'd be there, and they, all of a sudden they just say, S-tum, S-tum, these arrows that are not too scary whatsoever. Oh, they're just normal arrows. And then all of a sudden you see the tar ones coming in. They're like, things might be getting a little serious. And then all of a sudden, it's too late. Do you know what I'm saying? He's slick. Because what he does, he's like, those little arrows that you think are nothing. And all of a sudden, and it sticks to you. And then all of a sudden, Arrows that straight blow your life up. Sense when they look who's talking about here. This is what the Holy Spirit deposited in his heart because he knew that it would make perfect sense when they look around at a Roman soldier. And we look around in our lives today, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? The enemy is slick. He knows how to do it. He knows how to take us down. And here's the thing. You've got to understand what types of targets he's aiming for. What is he aiming for? your emotions. He knows what's up. He is so slick. He is so smart. He is so cunning. Of course, he's defeated. We know that. But he is still good at what he does. He's the best. That's why he's called devil. (laughs) Okay. I only call other people the devil when I'm playing. He's like the real deal. Okay. What he tries to do, though, is hit your emotions to just sling you into unbelief to sling you over there into anxiety, right? To fear, to hatred, to unforgiveness. He, 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 that's what he does when he hits with these con- combustible arrows that blow up in your life. He's sending you to these places because he knows how to get you through your emotions. That's how it works. But there's a type of protection that we have. Remember when I was talking about this oil? This oil, and let me get you the picture here. Uh, when they were oiling the leather, this was actually called an anointing process, okay? And this comes from the understanding 
In the Greek, um, when a patient would come in with sore muscles, the doctor would take an anointing oil, okay, and he would rub it into, their, into that, that joint, that shoulder, that back, into this place where the pain was. And as he would work this oil in, this pain would leave, right? As he would work this oil in, it would change the whole composition of this gentleman, okay? You see what I'm saying here? This anointing oil was applied by hand on these guys' lives, these ladies' lives, and it would change the pain circumstance that they were going through. It would change everything. To anoint, again, is to put your hands on. God has anointed you. He has put his hands upon you for a specific thing for you to do, for you to see happen in your lifetime. And the thing is, when that is in your life, when it is rubbed in deeply into those places, it changes everything. Every single day, how do we get that anointing oil in our lives? Rub it on. We spend time. And then what do we do? We soak in his word and his presence. So that when these arrows come our way, what happens? Something great happens. Either they ricochet off, just gone. Or when they hit, they are extinguished on impact. It's so important for us to make sure that we, our, 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 our faith is in the right place so that when these things happen, which they will, they're extinguished quickly. So that when those thoughts enter your mind, they're extinguished quickly. Why? Because you are anointed of God. Do you understand what I'm saying here? You are anointed and you are soaking in his presence daily. You are in his word and that changes everything. I love Psalm 92.10, coming from David. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Every day, fresh oil. We know David. He was quite the character. He definitely needed fresh oil if anybody did. He probably needed like some 10W30 or something like that. He's pretty bad. Okay? But Dave, we all know David because we, all, we see him in the mirror every day. We're all the same. doesn't matter where you're at in life. doesn't matter where you've come from. We have all sinned and have fallen shorts. Okay? We have all sinned and fallen short. That's it. Everybody's the same. We all need a fresh anointing every day. The second thing that we get with the shield of faith, what it brings to our lives, is a way of escape. I love this. This is one of my favorite verses uh, that I learned while I was in college. It didn't work all the way, though. I can tell you that because college was pretty rough. Okay? But this is one of my favorite scripture verses. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. Come on, he is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. An escape plan. I used to work at the YMCA. Anybody else ever work at the Y? Gotta love, did you? Love the Y. The Y was so much fun, all right? But whenever, you know, child care, school age child care, you had to make sure that everybody was safe all the time. So what did you have to make sure you knew at all points? How are we gonna get up out of here? Where are we gonna take the kids? That's the most important thing is the kid's safety. Where are we going to take them? You have to have an escape plan. You know what I'm saying there? It is so important. Even in our house, we have an escape plan. Where are we going to meet at? We're going to meet out there by the pole, all right? Everybody's going to be there. Nobody goes back in. You with me? Good. An escape plan. It is so key for our lives. The enemy, again, knows how to get our emotions. He knows how to get to us, but we have to know how to get away from him, and that's the key. The shield of faith is our way of escape. And I, I like this visual, and I was thinking about it as I was preparing. You got your shield of faith on. Hopefully this won't, because sometimes if you get up in here, okay. Someone knocks on the door. 
right? No telling who it's going to be. You got your shield of faith up out in front of you. Well, hello. It's nobody. Okay, so that's good. But you have your shield of faith up, and you've got a decision to make. Are you going to allow the enemy into your room? Are you with me? You see what I'm saying here? Or are you going to identify the enemy, push with your shield? See you guys. Have a good day. Are you going to push with your shield and get out? See, he's provided a way out. You didn't even know these doors were here, did you? Because we left them in case we had to get out with fire because you'll typically go back the same way. But we want to make sure you're safe. you got to have an escape plan. And it's so key that the shield of faith enables us to push through the door, right? You know what I'm talking about because you can see it coming in your life. You can see temptation. You're not stupid. You know what's up. You know what it looks like. You know your struggle. You can see it and you just pop him. He's checked up against the wall and you're out. You got to have an escape plan. And with the shield of faith, you have that. Run, baby, run. Get out of there as fast as possible. Because if you stay, you are going to fall. If you go, you got out of it. What do you do when you get out? You call somebody. Help me. Keep me accountable. Pray for me. I'm in a tough spot. You got your shield? Yeah, I got my shield. Okay, good. So you're out. Okay, let's talk. Let's hang out. Let's work through this. That's what this is supposed to look like. Do you understand what I'm saying? The shield of faith helps us to become more than conquerors. Ephesians 6, 16 through 17, we see this. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flame and arrows of the evil one. Then take up the helmet of salvation. Then take up the helmet of salvation. So what did this helmet look like on a soldier? You're expecting to see a picture. Couldn't find a good one. I apologize. Okay, I love you. But are you ready? A lot of times we, we lose our imagination after age five. Statistically, it's proven. But you're going to put on your imagination caps. Are you ready? You with me? Okay, good. All right. So if you were to look at a Roman soldier's helmet, it is the most ornate, beautiful piece that they have. Okay? Um, history says that some of them even look like, like different types of animals, like an elephant's head or, or something like that. You see what I mean? Like a horse's head or something crazy. I don't know. But it looked like these ornate figures, and they had these, all these beautiful engravings and made out of bronze. And sometimes there was horse's hair on the top, you know, that would stick up in the air, or there were brightly colored feathers with that. Because when these guys came to town, you could tell, right? You can tell with, with, with a Roman soldier having all of their stuff on their cute little, you know, frisbee shield, and then also this helmet on their head. You can tell when the parade was about to happen, okay? You can tell when things were changing in the landscape because you would see this beautiful, this beautiful helmet, this beautiful shiny helmet that, that had these pastoral scenes on there and, and all this beautiful nature and all that ornate stuff. And this thing went completely around their head completely around their head, even covered their cheeks and their jaws and all that to make sure that they were super, super, super safe. These things were heavy, 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 because it was made from thick steel. So much so that they, historians say that you could take a battle axe, come up to some dude and be like, clink, nothing, nothing. Now, I know the NFL would pull that back and say, let's check for a concussion, make sure you're okay, okay? But back then, that wasn't happening. There was some spongy material inside that would help just to, to hold the weight of the helmet. But these things were legit. They were beautiful. They were necessary. You got to make sure you protect your head, right? You always got to make sure you protect your head. You got to make sure you're safe. The helmet of salvation was so essential to us as believers then and to believers now. What does it bring to our lives? 
Verse 11 on chapter 6. Put on the full armor so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. This is where we need to camp for a second. Schemes, another word for this is wiles. Everybody knows what it means to wile out, right? No, good, okay. Just making sure. That was a test to make sure you guys are being good. This, this word wiles um, has two words in it, meta and odos, where we get the word odometer. So you get this understanding of a path that you journey on, a long path, okay? And it's really just one path. Um, it's an understanding that with a road, okay? So with a road. And this is what the enemy does to our lives. He takes one single pathway every single time, in and out. And think about it. Be honest with yourself right now. Can you identify the way he gets you every time? Just nod your head if you're with me. You don't have to shout it out because I get awkward really quick, okay? But nod your head if you know that there's a way that he gets you every time. I'm nodding my head because which way, okay? Um, but there's a way, there's a single road that he takes to your mind, through your emotions, right, to your mind every single time. Coming down the road with the battle axe just like this, the same posture every single time, waiting to strike. <laughs> he takes the same path, similar to the breastplate of righteousness. Remember that where he keeps hitting against it, hitting against it, hitting against it. But when it comes to your mind, he takes the same mental path every time. Why? Hoping to break you down. But when the helmet of salvation is in place, we are not ignorant to the enemy's attacks or schemes. 2 Corinthians 2.11, for we are not unaware. You guys are not dumb. Again, you just set it in your mind what it looked like, the path that he takes, the, what the road looks like, the smells, the feeling. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't take much. You know the way he gets in there, and we're not ignorant to it. So what does this salvation bring to our lives? Number one, this, the belief that we are more. I love this, the belief that we are more. The belief, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I love this. The old has gone and the new has come. Nothing like new. There is nothing like new. But here's the problem. A lot of times we don't believe that we're new. Because we're same, same old life. Got to get up for work tomorrow. <sighs> another, another test. Uh, you know what I'm saying by that? Another unhappy customer. That never happens in retail. Not at all. Another project you got to do with your kids, right? Another bill you got to pay. That stuff doesn't change. So we're like, how does this more, how does this new even look like in my life? It doesn't make sense. This understanding that salvation gives us hope. About two weeks ago, not that I could just literally see in the people's lives, but God gave me a moment when I was just looking around and I could see the hope deficit in people's lives. You know what I'm talking about? The hope deficit where you, the conversations you have and the things you talk about, you can tell that they lack hope. Naturally so. Have you looked around? This world does not fill us with hope. It really doesn't, sadly. But us being people that are saved, that have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we look differently. When we march out there with this helmet of salvation on, people are like, that, there's something different about them. They're in the same workplace that I am. The same stuff is happening to them as me, but they, their attitude is tremendous. What happened to you? Did, you? did you go away for a weekend? Did you go to like a spa or something? I think that would be fun. Dudes, that's our next trip, okay? I could take it. Be like, yep, just a little lower. 
anoint it. There you go. Mm, that's good. That kind of thing, all right? I got some amens. Don't be afraid. We'll get your toes did. It's fine, boys. You can handle it. And the wives say, amen, fix them things, okay? Look like Neanderthals walking around or something, like Sasquatch. But we go through the same life every single day, but we're supposed to be different. We're saved. We're saved. Now, I don't know if you guys watch this, but there's a cool show on television called Naked and Afraid. Okay, everything's blurred, so it's kosher. <laughs> but I watch these folks go through 21 days of stupidity, basically. They leave with, like, more bug bites than I think across the whole world anybody would ever get at one place, okay? And I watch at the end when they finally make it to being saved. They were dead tired. They were spent. They haven't eaten. They've been eating like grubs for 20 days or something. That's gross, okay? But you do what you got to do. Jordan Campbell's like, I could do that for like now. I'm fine. <laughs> He's like, I just want to see what they taste like. It's part of his survival tactics. But I watch the visual countenance of someone who's saved on that show. It changes. Their, all of a sudden, they've got new energy. They're, they're reinvigorated that everything that has happened in the past did not matter in those 21 days because they're like, I am saved. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to go get me a great meal here soon. I'm going to go sleep in a bed. I'm going to take a shower. That's gross, okay? Bring you a pocket knife so you can at least clean your nails. That's just gross, all right? Gross. But anyways, I'm saved. And us as believers, we should... We, Pastor Ted, my, my pastor that I was with for seven and a half years, he said, if you're saved, notify your face. You ever heard that? For real. Some people. I'm like, you're, you're saved. From what? Good Lord. <laughs> By who? Ooh, you know, kind of thing. Because you're ugly. Right? I'm not talking about physical, but spiritual. Like, come on, man. If you have Jesus in your life, you should act a little different. You should look a little different. People should look at you and say, I'm about you. Maybe you're half crazy, but I want to be with you. I want to hang out with you because something's different about you. You went through the same things I did today, but you said it as well. What's that even mean? What's, you're excited to go home to your wife and kids? Why? Mine's like purgatory. <laughs> Not mine, theirs. <laughs> Mine's right to heaven. It's paradise, okay? But can you... If you're saved, you should look different. You should look different, man. People should look at you and be like, man, I want that. What, kind, what, what is up with you? Please tell me. I have a personal relationship with God through Jesus. He has changed my life, and I believe that there's more. I have the belief that what has happened has happened, and what's to come is amazing. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Why? I have hope. What do you mean you have hope? Someday I'm going to be with Jesus in heaven, but while I'm waiting, I'm going to tell you about it. If he's done something in your life, you should probably share it. You see what I'm saying by that? So you got the cure to cancer. You're like, I'm just going to sit on it. Nobody's dying. Nobody's hurting. Nobody's in pain. You know this. It's affected all of us. You, we got the cure. There's more. People need to know. Notify your face if you've gotten saved. What else does salvation bring to our lives? Broken down walls. Now, this doesn't sound right, does it? But it's going to make sense in just a second. Broken down walls. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. 
We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Strongholds are a fortress. A fortress. And when you think of this, a fortress or a prison. It's a fortified place. And fortified places keep people in or they keep people out. You understand what I'm saying here? When we get saved... Walls should come down. We should have broken down walls. Why? So that we can let people in. Right? I know it's not easy. I know it's not fun because they're going to hurt you. Welcome to life. But if you don't let them in, you'll never know. You'll never get to experience the fullness of having a relationship with somebody that God has chosen to put in your life. If you don't let the walls be broken down, you'll never allow them to be built up with him in a different way to keep the enemy out. Do you understand what I'm talking about? What kind of walls in your life? Salvation tears down walls. That's what it does. Because it makes us common man. Right? It makes us common. The same. Doesn't matter your age, your shoe size, or what your hair looks like. You're all the same. It's common. And I love that. Common unity. Community. When we let the walls be broken down, we can become one. We can overcome strongholds. There's two different types, rational and irrational. Rational are those that kind of make sense and they're based out of logical thinking. We know about that. But then there's irrational ones that we're just scared that the stock market's going to plummet tomorrow, so I'm going to go buy every little bit of gold I can. You know what I'm saying by that. That happens for real. I'm not going to hate anybody for that. But, or I'm going to have so much ammunition that if anything happens, see, you tell me how much you get because I'm going to come to your place first. I'm kidding. All right, but you know what I'm saying. We get so freaked out about everything in life. There's valid thoughts there, but what I'm saying is this. We could be freaked out about the irrational that I, I can't get in that elevator. That, ele- that cable's going to break. This, I, I know it, just me. I, I'm dying today in an elevator. This is the way I'm, Lord Jesus, I love you. I'm coming home. You know, it's like, no. Otis made that. Otis is good. That's a brand, if you don't know. Otis made this one. But that's, that's what happens with strongholds. Some of them just don't even make sense at all, and you don't do anything in life because of the stronghold that's in your, in your life. Let that bad boy come down. Let that wall be broken so that you can allow God to move in and out of your life through his people. It's so key for us. So how do we recognize these? 2 Corinthians 10.5, bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. You speak to that thought. You speak to fear and say, you know what? You are obedient to Christ. Fear, you have no place in my life. Come on. You speak to anxiety. Anxiety, in the name of Jesus, I tell you to leave. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. So you call upon that. It's not something crazy. That's the real deal, Holyfield, okay? You say, fear, leave. Anxiety, leave. Hatred, leave leave unforgiveness leave in the name of jesus you take that thought captive and you make it obedient to the name of christ you must lay hold of your mind and tell it to submit and listen to what the word of god has to say rick renner the third thing it gives is this a transformed mind a transformed mind colossians 1 13 for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into his kingdom of the son he loves. We were rescued. Our minds have been transformed 
and changed. We don't live in that mental state of darkness anymore, but we live in light through His Son, Jesus. The helmet is so important for us, but we have to take it. We have to pick it up, and we have to put it on. Every single day, you got to choose to love Him. Every single day, you got to choose to serve Him. Every single day, you have to take your salvation and put it on. Because let's be real, the world and family, more so, will help you lose your salvation really quick. Right? you got to choose. That wasn't like a literal statement. It's figurative, just so you guys don't go on. It doesn't take much. You got to choose to put it on every single day. When we put it on, we don't talk, we don't talk like an individual who's constantly sick. We don't look like an individual who's poor. You know what I'm saying? Even if we ain't got money in the bank, they wouldn't be able to tell. Why? Because you notified your face. Right? We don't walk like an individual who is continually defeated. We will be more than conquerors. Bow your heads with me. I want us to take just a moment and respond. And for some, this response uh, may be an inward thing where the change happens where it hasn't happened before. Like you begin to walk like someone who, who has met salvation face to face. You begin to think like someone who is saved and you're not constantly doom and gloom, but I have hope through Christ Jesus. Maybe you feel like uh, your shield is in bad shape. It's gotten brittle. I, I didn't anoint it. I didn't soak it. I didn't take care of it like I should. It's broken. Some of those fiery arrows got in there, and they have devastated my life. The beauty of, of the cross. And I love this visual when you think about the shield. Something happening had to die for that shield to come to life. Six layers of something had to die for that shield to come to life. Something, someone, died for our faith to come to life. And maybe you haven't identified with that yet. That understanding that Jesus died for me? Absolutely. He died to keep me safe, to protect me? Absolutely. He cares enough about me that he doesn't want me to get hit with the things of life that have taken me down for years? Absolutely. He died so that you don't have to be blown up in this situation that you're going through. He can repair your faith. He can grant you salvation through Jesus. You're like, but I, so much I've done in the past, there's no way he could, I, there's no way I can be more than I was. Absolutely. I love the mornings more than ever because of the mercies that come with it. A new opportunity to live again. And, and that's, that's what faith does and that's what salvation does in our lives. A chance to live again. And I just want to challenge you this morning. Maybe you haven't been putting that on every day. You've been putting something on. Depression, anxiety, fear, hatred. Or even the feeling that I'm fine and everything is going well. I can do this on my own. God wants that to change in your life. Because, yeah, you may be doing awesome, but what he has for you is exponentially better. Or you may be struggling and he wants to help you through it. But you have to choose, just like you put your left leg in your pants and your right leg in your pants and you 
zip them up and you walk out, you put your shirt on, all that kind of stuff. Every day you got to put on your faith. Every day you got to put on your salvation. Every day you got to suit up to fight. So the question is this twofold do you believe? Do you have faith? Second is this do you have salvation? Do you possess it in your life and do you live like it? If you need faith this morning, just simply lock eyes with me for just a second. Look at me real quick and then you can just put your head right back down, okay? All right? And you have eyes looking back at you that needs faith, okay? So don't worry, you're not alone, okay? Faith, all right? We're all real with this. We're all the same. Okay? That's the beauty of, of the foundry and that we are people that are real and we're going to journey together to make it. Okay? So faith. Okay? Second thing is this. Do you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? It is essential for you. Why? Remember this. Hell was not created for you but for the devil. So that is not God's intent that you should perish but that you should have everlasting life through him, with him, in heaven. That means making a commitment to serve him the rest of your life, regardless of how great you think you'll end out and whatever. We're going to work together. We'll walk together. You're going to make it, and you just serve him. That's what salvation looks like. If you need that in your life, just look at me real quick. If you need to, to really to engage that type of relationship, just real quick, we'll lock eyes, and then you can put your head back down kind of thing. Okay. I'm going to pray and we're going to believe together that God's going to show up every single day and he's going to anoint you for this work. He's going to help you to continue to believe. He's going to help you to continually have faith. He's going to help you to grab hold of this salvation every day and he's going to help you to keep walking. You will not be perfect. Newsflash, thank God. Nobody would. Nobody can. And nobody will be perfect. But you give your best. And you journey with people as you walk. That's what we're here for. So we're going to believe together and we're going to pray that everything in the past is gone and everything has become new and that you have a new opportunity this morning to reinvigorate that faith, to believe again, but also to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So God, we thank you this morning. God, I thank you personally, Lord, for these moments that I have longed for for years to be able to lead people to you in this type of context. God, I thank you that you have challenged my heart to believe for new things, that you have challenged my heart to step out and, and to believe that you can do the impossible, Lord, so that people could gather at the end of their week in this room and commit their lives to you fresh and anew, that they can believe again that you have anointed them for this service and that they can have a relationship with you, God, and that we can walk together throughout the week and that we can come together again and celebrate what you've done, that we can share the stories of your goodness, of your provision, and how you just come through in major ways in people's lives because we look like you. I thank you, God, for that. 
And I thank you, God, for the real, tangible expression that you've given us as the church of the folks that are in these seats. That they have notified their faces that they are connected to you and that they are to connect people to you. Lord, I thank you for that. And right now, Lord, give us faith. Simply give us faith. For those that need it, Lord, give them faith. And Lord, for others, salvation means that we look and we understand what you did through your son Jesus on the cross, how he died and he was raised again to give us life everlasting. We identify with that and then we ask for forgiveness of of sin that has separated us from you and we turn from that sin and we walk toward you and we walk with those that are around us. That's simple and that's what we do. We love you for it and we thank you, God. And we seal this moment in the lives of your people that we can go forward with full armor, impacting our community and loving you. We thank you for it and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.